Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Be Lanice Show. It's your favorite host, Brittany Lanice. I can't wait for you to hear my topic today. I'll be right back after a short commercial break. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Be Lanice Show. It is your favorite host, Brittany Lanice. So, as promised, I know y'all been waiting for this real estate podcast. I'm finally here with the real estate goat himself, my cousin, Darnell. He's going to give us all his tips, all his tricks, everything that we need to know. So I just want to let you guys know this is going to be a two-part series. The first part is going to be how to get into real estate. The second part is kind of participating in real estate when it comes to buying a house and fixing and flipping your house. So just stay tuned next week for part two, but turn up to part one. What's up, Darnell? What's going on, y'all? Happy to have you. Happy to have you. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, too. Yes. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So without further ado, we just going to jump right in. So how long have you been in the real estate game, man? I've been in the real estate game for five years. That's a long time. Yeah, but I've been licensed for almost three years now. So tell me about getting that license. I see you have to take an exam. You have to take classes. Yeah, so you got to take a 40-hour course. You can pay for the classes online. Uh, And then once you complete that course, take a state exam. Once you pass the state exam, get your license, find a brokerage to employ your license, and then you become a real estate agent. So do you think the exam part was hard, or is that Uh, the easiest part of it? Well, that's subjective because, you know, anything is hard if you don't study for it, right? I agree. So it's all a matter of if you study for it and you prepare for it, then when you go and take the test, you'll pass. Okay, okay. What about finding a brokerage? So finding a brokerage is not very hard to do, honestly. Really? Uh, So you have brokerages out here that literally get paid from recruiting people. Oh, really? So do brokerages reach out to you like right after you take your exam? Yes. Oh, so they come to you? They come to you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. So right after I passed my exam, I got a letter in the mail from some people at Keller Williams. Oh, wow. Okay. I've heard of them before. And before I even selected a brokerage, I interviewed with like three different brokerages. Okay. Just to see what are the pros and cons, what can they offer, Mm -hmm. and what is the benefit of even joining their brokerage. So what are some things to look for or, you know, like some stuff to that? Well, what intrigued you, man? So um, the reason I chose the brokerage that I'm at now mm-hmm. is because I get a great commission split. Okay. Uh, and also uh, it's a smaller brokerage. So I have a lot more flexibility in what I, on what I can and can't do. Okay. I got a question. Um, you mentioned the commission split is there a difference between you getting your own commission and then you splitting it with the other real estate agencies agency well agents at the firm or is it all the same i don't know tiktok had me going down the rabbit hole yeah so it's it's different ways that you can cut it you know like to get paid to get paid you know like like they say it's multiple ways to skin a cat yeah when you get your commission, your brokerage who employs you, mm-hmm. they have their split. Okay. So if their okay. split is 20%, they take 20% of that. Then whatever else you have negotiated with anybody else, 
Mm-hmm. We'll, have to pay them too. You know, we'll have to go however y'all negotiated it. So if you okay. negotiated with a realtor and they said, okay, well, I'll pay for leads, but we split your commission 50-50 after the commission split. Okay, because they found your your potential buyers. They found your buyers, and okay. you know they they got you your buyers. So they, so how do you find leads? Hypothetically, let's just say that you didn't even want to go through them. How would you find your own leads? So now I get leads. A lot of my leads are just referrals now. Okay. So okay, and that's just come from going to different networking events, letting a lot of people know that I'm a real estate agent. Okay. So whenever they have a conversation about some, you know, with anybody about buying a house, then they say, oh, I know a guy who's doing real estate. So then they send them over to me. Mm, Okay. How long did it take for you to sell your first house with this current brokerage? When I first got licensed, it was in November. I closed on my first house before the end of December next month. Wow. And I was, I was acting as a real estate agent. Before I had even passed the exam. <laughs> they say that's what you got to fake it till you make it. So I was already, I had already printed out my own business cards. Mm-hmm. They weren't real estate business cards. They were just business cards on like a sort bio about myself. Okay. And, um, and I was already telling people that I was a licensed realtor. Right. You know, a yeah. month before I had even got, got my license. license. Just because I knew, okay, once I get my license, I'll be ahead of the game because I already have a few people who already exactly are probably working with me or asking me about houses or just have me in their mind. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So what would you say is the best part about real estate? The best part mm-hmm. is, or at least the best part for me because everybody has their yeah different things that they like about it but best part for me is the amount of people that you meet and that can be the worst part also okay because that was the next question what's your best what's your least favorite and what's your favorite part about it because that can also be the least favorite just because that's how you get paid Mm-hmm. Is by going out interacting with strangers having conversations building relationships yeah so Although that's one of the favorite things, that's also one of the least favorite things is because it's like, okay, I actually got to work. Yeah, I I got to talk to people. (laughs) I still got to work, you know. And a lot of times, at least in the beginning, you'll work with people who you really don't even want to work with. Wow, I can see that. Because think about it from the the aspect of of a police officer, you know. If you show up to a call, these can be either very civilized people that you're working with, or they can be some crazy, the complete opposite. Wow, yeah. And it's the same exact way in real estate is because when people call your phone, and you you can screen them and vet them as much as you want, Mm -hmm. but in the end of the day, when y'all meet. And this person has a demeanor about them. It's nothing that you can do to really change that demeanor. Right. So it's like, okay, they might have the money. They might have a credit score, Mm -hmm. but they are an asshole. Yeah, their personality is zero out of ten. You see, so. Yeah, I can see how that part could could be rough. It can be very rough because people just look at you like, oh, when I call you, you're supposed to just show me a house. Yes. 
Like, and that's where people get, get confused is because they think a real estate agent just sits down. And just waiting for you. And just wait for the phone call to come. And then when it come, oh, oh, you want to go see a house? Okay, all right, on my way. Yeah. And then I drive all the way to the east side, burn $40 in gas <laughs> to go and show you the house. And, that's, and then that's the end of that. Like, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. Right. And... Some people get it confused and and will get offended, actually, if you ask them to get pre-approved first. Right. Do you think it's best uh, when you first starting out to have people pre-approved or that's just period? It's best to have them pre-approved before y'all even start looking at houses. Okay. Because think about it this way. You don't even know what the budget is. Right. You showing them anything. Exactly. So that's the exact same way, uh, like if I if I was a captain of a ship and I didn't have a map right. and I just set sail and just so let's go. went straight out onto the ocean, like, all right, well, we're going to land where we land. That's pretty much how it is when you go shopping around for houses and you don't even know what you pre-approved for. Right. So you could be looking at $400,000 houses and driving out to West Bloomfield and burning all this gas a lot of people don't take it into account is because okay the next morning they waking up going to work right but the real estate agent is still driving around showing houses i saw something that said when you are first getting into real estate it's best to have at least three to six months of living expenses already saved because selling your first house could take a while and showing houses like you said with the gas the mileages it could kind of be an inconvenience starting out. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because you you will have those periods where you go a while without selling a house. Mm. And that's just the realization of being a right. real estate agent is because it's a very competitive industry. You got ten thousand realtors in the state of in the city of Detroit. Right. You know, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I'm yeah. not sure the exact number, but it's a lot of people that's competing for the same piece of pie. Yes. And you have the, the whales of real estate mm -hmm. who suck up all the listings because yeah. they've marketed themselves so well that everybody thinks Goes of, you know, this one person when they think of real estate. Right. You know, so... It's very competitive, so I would say keep some savings. Mm -hmm. Don't just jump out, you know, from the yeah. deep end just saying, oh, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Right. So with that being said, how how do you find a mentor? Because it seems like with all of that, you need somebody who's guiding you or at least pointing you in the right direction or getting you, you know, some knowledge or something. Mm -hmm. Well, I, it's not really a how to find mm -hmm. a mentor. It's kind of something that you have to build organically okay so do you have a mentor i, I got a mentor just one or do you have a few I, I got a few mentors and and they've come from organic or like organic meetings so okay my first mentor i've known him since i was 14. wow you know and i've grown up he's gotten to real estate mm -hmm. introduced me to real estate and you know, and then through him, I've met other people who were willing to take me under their wing and right. teach me things. So finding a mentor isn't cut and dry as a formula. Mm -hmm. It's having a good spirit, 
and positioning yourself in the right room with the right people, yeah. asking the right questions, and always being eager to learn because okay. people notice that. And I if, agree. If you show up as, oh, I'm big, bad real estate agent, I just got my license, and I know everything, nobody is going to want to take you serious, and nobody is going to want to be bothered with you because right. they think that you know it all already. Right. You're not teachable. You're not moldable. I can't show you anything or you think you know everything. So I agree with that. Exactly. Do you think it was when you're closing on your first house or closing on the house, period, do you find that process to be hard, like after everything is said and done? Um, yes and no. But my first house wasn't all that difficult of a transaction. Okay. It was a little negotiating here and there, but... I've had transactions that were very difficult because is it the seller that's difficult or it can be it can be a number of things it can be the seller that's difficult it can be the buyer that's difficult it can be the lender that's difficult you know it can be a lot of different facets mm -hmm. um, and that's why I have a team of lenders who I work with because sometimes people come to me with their pre-approval from Another you know, lender. you know, whatever their real estate, I mean, their company name is. Mm -hmm. And the loan officer is hard to work with, you know. Wow. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, what does it mean to write a contract? Is this a part of the closing? No. Writing a contract is the very first step. So is this before the pre-approval? This is after the pre-approval. Okay. So this is, so the writing the contract is writing a document showing the seller and the buyer's agreement. Okay. Saying that they both are agreeing to something. Okay. Whether it be to sell a house, to buy a house, to sell some furniture. So it's like the legal binding agreement almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. When it comes to doing showings, what's your most favorite and what's your least favorite part about the showings? The people? I would say my favorite part. No, well, let me say this. I love showing houses. Mm -hmm. Do you have to do that, like your research on that the houses? That are beautiful. You okay. Know? <laughs> I love showing houses that when you walk into the house, you know, everything is just nice. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I don't like showing houses where it's not that case, you know. Okay. But I still do it, you know. Yeah. People go to work and you, you got to work. Something. Yeah, Shoot, exactly. I just so. need something. Get me into something. I understand that. Exactly. So, I mean, my least favorite part of showing houses is just showing houses in general. You know, yeah. Driving Having all the way across to town just yeah. to open the door and look, you know. Yeah, I could see that. So what about, hypothetically, there's something wrong with the house, like the HVAC or the plumbing or the roof or the water heater or something like that, and the buyer didn't know about it, or they're asking you, like, hey, so in the event that this isn't right, like, what steps do you take, or how do you prepare yourself for the what-if moments or the what-if factors? Well, I'm a real estate agent, and I'm not a plumber. I'm not an electrician. <laughs> So that's something that I always make sure that people keep in mind is that okay. I know real estate, but 
if you would like to have an inspection, I have an electrician that you can ask questions or a plumber that you can ask questions just because some things are outside of my scope of expertise. Right. So would you recommend um, having an inspection done? Every time. Every time. Every time. Now, unless, unless I'm working with an investor mm -hmm. and I just know that the house is a steal, okay. Okay. then I would be like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and waive the inspection just to, you know, right. so that they can just hurry up and hand the house over. You right. Know, okay. Before they start to figure out, okay, I probably could have got more for the house, you know? Yeah. I see that. I can see that. So that's the only time that I would ask somebody to waive an inspection but for anybody else mm -hmm. i would recommend nine times out of ten i would recommend that they you get an inspection like get get the inspection yeah. well did you have any other tips that you wanted to share or any other knowledge that you wanted to drop about or for people who are interested in getting the real estate or they're just starting out in their real estate career or in their journey well i would say maintain your database okay and even if you are just thinking about getting into real estate mm -hmm. maintain your maintaining your database now will put you in a better position than if you were to jump into real estate and have no database at all i agree with that and when i say database it can be something as simple as the contacts in your phone mm -hmm. so I, I look at my contacts i probably got over a thousand contacts in my phone 925 mm -hmm. and in my database i probably got 1500 people in my database right and and that is everybody that's in my phone mm -hmm. everybody who's giving me their number on facebook everybody who's giving me their number on instagram or you know something like that and i just take that mm -hmm. anybody who's ever asked me to to send them a house or to do anything real estate related mm -hmm. I've, I've saved them into my database Okay. So jumping into real estate and already having a database is already like doing 25% of the work. Okay. I, I like that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Then this is my last question. Then I'm going to let you go for this one. What advice would you give yourself seeing that you've been in the game for five years? What would you tell yourself prior to having your license or prior to starting when you were like, nervous to do it or when you were just starting out what would you tell yourself now that you got like some skin in the game i would tell myself to don't let up on the gas all gas no brakes all gas no brakes all gas no brakes because you know there are a lot of distractions Oof. and especially in real estate mm -hmm. I could have 15 people hit me up in one day. Hey, I want to buy a house. Hey, I want to buy a house. It's up to me to be able to filter through those 15 to figure out who's actually serious. Yes. Do you think that's the hardest part about it? Discerning who's a real buyer and who's not a real buyer. Yeah, that's the hard part. Are there certain questions that you ask like to really get a true understanding? Yeah, so I, I do have a list of questions. It's, it's uh, at home, but... Um, and even after, after I ask those questions, you're still, you still not 100% sure because you may come across people who have the credit, who have the cash, but don't have any will to buy a house. Right. 
Or they debt to income ratio. Or, you know, (laughs) they make the money, but their bills are up to here, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and being able to discern which buyers are serious buyers Mm -hmm. will save you a lot of time in real estate. But if you pick the wrong buyers, then that's going to waste a lot of your time. Yeah, and we do not want to waste time in 2023. Because I've I've had a buyer who was pre-approved up to like $500,000. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And me and this lady have been working together for, I want to say, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. And... I had shown her houses all over, Southfield, West Bloomfield, like we're going all over Michigan. She gets pregnant. I'm still showing her houses all the way up until she was like ready to pop, you know? Wow. So she had to take a little break after she got to like the ninth month because she she got tired of being on her feet. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, all right, well, let's take a break for about a month and a half. You know, when you deliver the baby, you should probably take maybe a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks until you're able to start walking around again, you know. Mm-hmm. how? But just let me know what you're comfortable with. I follow up with her a month and a half later, and, and she tells me, hey, yeah, I ended up buying a house with one of my friends who's a realtor. Wow. And I'm like, well, I didn't. I'll be damned. I didn't spent the last 12 months running with around with you. Yeah. Not crazy. making a single dollar off of it. Mm-hmm. And I burnt like $500, $600 just in gas. Just in gas. Right. Alone. Right. Just imagine if you had a, a lease with miles on <laughs> But at the same time, I've had buyers pre-approved for like two hundred and fifty k that... I would I I haven't even seen yet, you know, yeah. like and they have bought a house fast. Wow. Like, oh, that's the one I want. OK, boom. Write the offer. Let's get it. Right. Are those the kind of people you would prefer to work with? Of course. The quick. Like the people get in, get who know exactly what they're looking for. OK. You know, I'm, how I'm, often do you come across those kind of people? Uh, it's, eh, I would say it's like 40. 40, 60. So still. 60% of the people I come across is like, okay, I want to see five, six, seven houses. I'm fine with that. You yeah. know, that's that's the normal human process, you know. You mm-hmm. don't want to pick the first thing that you see because it may be more out there. Um, but if you ask me which do I prefer, mm-hmm. I would prefer the person who knows what they're looking for every time. Yeah. If they say, oh. Does it have three bedrooms? Does it have two bathrooms? Does it have an attached garage? Okay, I want it. Oh, okay. Let's That's do it. it. Okay. I'm not mad at that at all. And as, as long as, and what I do is, uh, I always try to make sure that the comparables around the neighborhood are somewhat in price range to the offers that we're writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and only doing that to make sure that my buyers are still getting a good value for their houses. Okay. Because I'm I'm not one of those realtors that's gonna try and get you to offer a hundred k, fifty k above asking. Yeah. So that by the time you're ready to sell the house, you can't even sell. Wow. And if you overpay for a house, and then you try and sell the house a few years later, if it depreciates, you may not even be able to sell the house because if you wow. try and sell, the mortgage 
it's more than what the house is worth. Mm. So if the house is worth 150, but you spent $30,000 over, it's not even been impressive. Now if you sell it at 150, your mortgage is 180. Now you're going to have to come up with more money just to sell your house. Yeah, wow. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. That do that happen often too? I haven't seen it happen much. But it does happen. Not with any of my clients, but I've I've seen it happen just in cases of man, I've I've seen some crazy stuff happen honestly. And it's all happened from people who I've prospected. Mm. So I I would be making cold calls and somebody mm. explained their situation to me and I would say, "Okay, well this is what you need to do." And then they say, "No, no, I'm not going to do that." And then I check in with them 2 weeks later, you know, and now they're in turmoil. Wow. Should have listened. Should have listened. So um, another thing I'll add is, um, I think anybody who's thinking about buying a house should definitely work with a professional. Yes. So would you say a professional, this is like somebody who's doing it full time? Like, cause they, I told you, I went down this TikTok rabbit hole <laughs> the other day and they were saying like, one of the questions that you should ask your real estate agent is like, how long have you been doing it? And is this your full time job? You agree with that? I agree. But that that's not saying that somebody who's doing real estate part time doesn't or not professional or doesn't have the same level of expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, but people hire real estate agents for their knowledge, mm-hmm. experience and resources. Yes, because if not, if it had not been for my knowledge, experience and resources, then somebody can just go and buy a house themselves. Right. They need you. It's what do you have to offer. And that's what it's all boiled down to. So I'm able to offer my, my clients resources and great prices on materials and appliances and all these different things that they wouldn't be able to do do on their own. Right. And that's what sets me aside. And that's what ultimately allows me to bring value to my clients is because, okay, when you try to screen different realtors Mm -hmm. and you try to weigh okay well this person's been doing it for 10 years this person's been look at what they can do as far as providing resources right because i've been able to give some of my clients up to like two thousand dollars towards their closing costs like out of my pocket Mm. you know and being at a brokerage that allows me to be a little more flexible right i'm able to do that with the approval of my broker Right, people probably be needing that. Like, oh yeah, he said he coming to the table with an extra too. That's probably needed. So. You see, and and not a not real not a lot of real estate agents is gonna do that. You know. Yeah, that was gonna be my last question. You beat me to the punch, but that was gonna be my last question: is what sets you apart from other real estate agents? And just that alone, I feel like my listeners really could take that and use that and apply that to what they have or what they're interested in doing and go further with that. And I would say something that makes me um, separate from other realtors is that I also have a history in politics. So I got a lot of deep connections in city council and a lot of different neighborhood clubs. So a lot of times I know what's happening in Detroit way before it even hits the news. Right. Because... 
just being in real, I mean, being in politics for as long as I've been, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm working executive level for different organizations. Right. I've built those relationships with the mayor. I've worked for the mayor. I've built relationships with different people in city council. And I pretty much know which neighborhoods to tell my clients to invest in um, because I know what proponents are needed for property value to appreciate. Right. If more business is pouring into that neighborhood, if more things are being developed in that neighborhood, Mm -hmm. then the property values will go up once things start to sell. Oh, wow. Okay. That's definitely something that needs to be known. I agree with you 100% there. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I hope everyone who has tuned in got all of your questions answered. Got all of the gems, all of the knowledge that he offered and dropped to us. How can we find you on social media? If someone is interested in having you as their real estate agent, how can we get in contact with you? So you can find me on Instagram. That's the best place to reach me at real estate wise guy. So I'll probably be the only thing that shows up as Detroit real estate. Okay. Send me a DM or you can schedule a meeting with me through my Calendly link that's in my bio. And then we can go from there. All right. Sounds good to me. Y'all make sure y'all get with them. Y'all heard it here first. It's Detroit Wise Guy. Nope. It's Real Estate. Real Estate. Wise Guy. Wise Guy. See? Y'all got to hear it again. Real Estate Wise Guy. Make sure y'all get with him. Tap in with him. He's going to take care of y'all. I promise. But thank you so much for tuning in to the Be Lanise Show. Until next week. Peace.